Rockers, this is Dratini on the Rocks. You have stumbled upon Dratini on the Pod, the podcast hosted by Dratini on the Rocks. And today we are featuring our guest Ryan Caldwell to talk about some video game music. The theme today is punk, punk rock, um, anything to do with like a, a punk style. Doesn't necessarily have to be punk rock music. And um, we are not going to have one of those uh, punk rock genre talks because uh, <laughs> it, it can be pretty, uh, pretty easy to say what's not punk vibes. Rock. It's just the vibes. <laughs> just yeah, it, just the know, vibes. Just like, the, yeah, it doesn't sound yeah. perfect. Just like, you know. No, I just want to say, you know, thanks for having me, guys. It's been uh, fun. Um, you guys, the band's amazing. And I'm, I'm excited for, you know, whenever I see a video pop up, you know, being far away, I can't see it live. But um, but yeah, I kind of picked this vibe. It just was like, you know, maybe something you guys haven't really covered. And um, I kind of wanted to mention that, like, I guess with my ideas, with um, my connection with video game music, I was trying to think of like, when did I start noticing music in video games? And it probably had to do around a lot of people my age, which would have been around, you know, 99, 2000. And when like Tony Hawk came out and mm-hmm. I was just like, and that was when I was getting into music, you know? And it was like oh, seventh, sixth, seventh grade around that time. So it's like, that's the, I mean, uh, music that's like yours, you know, and not necessarily like the music your parents listen to or something. So that's sort of like the vibe, really. I kind of was like thinking of, and then I was just like, well, th- that doesn't really count because those aren't really scored songs. No. I was just like, what's something that can be kind of, you know, has that vibe though, was my thinking behind all this really. But but yeah, I want, it's <laughs> But you guys like listening to your show, you you pick such like, you know, deep ass cuts. I just hope that mine isn't some like basic stuff. And then I'm like, uh, <laughs> I was I said I wrote to myself like I hope my cuts aren't just like some like BuzzFeed test if you're like a movie snob and it has like Garden State <laughs> on it or something like that. Like that was my thinking. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think what you guys are doing is cool. And I was like gonna say that like, um, with uh, Ray in the 3DS episode, you mentioned kind of like video game music isn't as like chronicalized as like movie music is and stuff. And I, th- but you guys are doing that right now. This is what you're you're doing on the show. So we have a responsibility <laughs> here. We have a, a weighty responsibility. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, so the first track that I have here is a quick one and uh, from a game called Sonic Adventure 2. And I had the GameCube version. So it's a Sonic Adventure 2 battle. And this was 2001, 2002 ish. And, um, and the composer, they, there's four composers listed. You have, uh, is it is it, this the particular composer that uh, did this track? Yeah, June Senaway is a composer June of this one. Okay, cool. Ray, do you think I'm pronouncing that correctly, by the way? Uh, Senaway. Senaway. I've always wondered that, so th- thank you for clearing that up. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he yeah, composed this track for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's kind of a goofy one, and it's also like almost like the boss battle track regarding like compare... Uh, connection to the first track and i but i didn't want to like put you guys into that from that freaking song with the lyrics the follow me you know for <laughs> escape from the city i figured this one was a cool kind of quick fast one mm-hmm. and uh should we just put it on yeah you know? yeah let's let's take a listen convoy race for escape city escape so, but yeah uh yeah it's kind of like um 
goofy like uh like the first song and but it's kind of a cool like transition i don't know if that game holds up i don't know if you guys have played that game recently i know it didn't really have a good reputation it's Sonic adventure 2 like what do you guys know about that like is that sort I, of the, the case or does it hmm. I'll, I don't... I'll weigh in as a resident uh <laughs> embarrassing sonic expert sonic well, adventure yeah. 2 is a is a extremely beloved game um the the battle version which as you said was on the gamecube was one of the i think like the top 10 best-selling games on GameCube. So a oh, lot wow. of people have very fond memories of it. Um, me, personally, it's it's not my favorite, for sure, mm-hmm. but there are some things I appreciate about it. And the music is one of them. Cool. Yeah, I, like, that's, it, that's one of those things. I, I remember hearing, like, it's not really good. I don't know, but I, it was not one I haven't really gone back to, and I just think it's definitely was capitalizing on the success of, like, stuff like Tony Hawk, for sure. Because it starts oh, yeah. off that whole opening... You're on like a board going down like a, you know, San Francisco or something like that, yeah. you know. And um, and so that's kind of the vibe, you know. And there's soaps and all that kind of stuff. But like this was like the, I was like, 13, 14 years old or something, and I was just like, this is the coolest ever. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it sounds like these guys um, or the composers of this, they seem like they've done a lot of like the, I guess you would call it like second wave Sonic games. That sure, would, yeah. that be the case really. Jun Senaway, <laughs> um, he sort of became the, the lead composer on Sonic, around Sonic Adventure. Um, and for the next few years, the, the Sonic series was full of wonderful butt rock. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm always sure. impressed. It's definitely... Yeah, it's butt rock, for sure. Yeah. But <laughs> I've always been impressed by the musicianship with these songs. They're all, you know, live recordings. Well, live, but they're all real yeah, yeah, instruments. Yeah. June Senaway mm-hmm. actually plays the guitar on, on this track and a lot of other ones. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's really tight musicianship. Yeah. It's definitely butt heavy, for sure. It, but it's funny coming <laughs> out of like that kind of like ska song a little bit. It's like a, a butt rock ska song with the fire. <laughs> and then it kind of like goes into that. And, it, and this is like when like the truck is following you down the hill. And that's, I don't know, it's kind of a cool little... I remember it being like a fun track. I watched the video like I played through recently just to kind of like reacquaint myself. And it's like a good intro to the, the game, I feel like. But yeah, it's, it's quick. You're in and out, you know. Yeah, and, and levels over. <laughs> it's it's really cool. Like I, I'll, I'll be transparent in saying that I, had a, I actually had a hard, really hard time finding uh, tracks for these. I actually had to enlist Ellis for help. But like just in general, like uh, this is it's so cool already on this first track we're listening to like knowing that there's so much music that i'm like missing out on because i don't normally look out for you know these types of this type of genre within video game music so um yeah this is this is a really fun track so <laughs> Good pick. well we're just at that time that, that that change in music where it became you know the kind of bit thing to more of like the live music music kind of thing and so i was just trying to think of something that was somewhat in the kind of that era of the Tony Hawk and the SSX tricky kind of thing. That's a throwback. And, uh, and so, and just that was kind of, um, but it was actually made for a game. So that was my thinking behind this, this one. Good stuff. So. Pick. Great way to start it off. I'm gonna continue now with a track from a game called Splatoon. I'm nice. gonna be playing the track Splatack. And this is music by Toru Minagishi, astonishingly. Uh, so yeah, here it is, Splatack.
triple attack from Splatoon. <laughs> Man, that is good. That's really I good. agree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, dude, the bass is ripping on that. I don't know. It's just like, oh, oof. It makes me feel a type of way, man. Yeah, I love the way um, the bass sounds for sure. And I like <laughs> one thing I do like about this track. I'm assuming, you know, that it kind of sounds like a talk box to me at some points. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but um, probably a, a good substitute as opposed to having lyrics sometimes um, right that's something to point out is that the the squid speak is probably not what it's called but the the squid uh, lyrics are not any language it's gibberish which I think is kind of neat yeah um sometimes on the podcast we talk about composers having range Toru Minagishi composed both this and the legend of Zelda Twilight Princess wow that's range that's cool. Good stuff. Um, nice pick, Ellis. Yeah, I like. I love that. I can't imagine Splatoon having anything but that soundtrack. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an amazingly perfect. clear vision for what the music should sound like, especially coming yeah. from someone whose other music sounds nothing like it. Right. Yeah. So my uh, my personal pick for this one was uh, tied to F Zero. Um, I. Uh, I had a hard time, like I said, I, I don't I don't gravitate towards this kind of music um, normally, but this song is like a classic. This is one I remember listening to over and over as a kid because I played this game a lot and it has many different uh, iterations of, of uh, this song as well across the uh, several Nintendo platforms. Uh, the version I chose is from F-Zero X after listening to each one over and over. Um, and I just... <laughs> I feel like this one is like it's it's clean. Like I really like this one, uh, but this is there's it looks like there's a few people um, tied to this, but the arrangement um, appears to be Taro Bando and Hajime Wakai. And again, this is uh, F Zero X. Uh, the song is called Big Blue. Zero X, y'all. Yeah. I feel like I've only heard that on Smash. Like I never played the F Zero X. Oh really? Yeah. Oh man. I uh... so just from the melee level. I remember wanting to Jutina to do this song a long time ago, but I, I can't remember what style I was thinking. Jutini um, is not good enough to play this song. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, I was thinking it was going to be like a medium tempo, like bossing over or something. Like a, oh, oh okay, I like see the cop out. Um, this is like early on and it was just like me, Matt, and Justin, I think, too. But just thinking of fun ways because I just love the melody. Yeah. Also, I can't play that fast. Yeah. <laughs> what a king. Could have to, uh, or I mean, Emilio play the guitar solo or something. There you go. <laughs> it's very like Power Rangers that, like. Yeah, it is, dude. I love how the drums, like, it's just, like, living on that bass pedal. Like, I'm sure, pretty sure they're fake, but it's just, it's just like, Very good to the it. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I only heard the, the remake of it on Smash. Yeah, it's, so. I mean, it's a, 
it's a you know obviously it's a racing game because you know when he gets a smash he has a little hovering car and you know pwn someone um but yeah it's a pretty it's a pretty fun game it's really a uh frustrating because you know on the sides of the track like damage you and also like there's like explosive cars that you i don't know it's actually a really frustrating game now i think about it but uh <laughs> probably because I, this is the second level state second stage level in f-zero and i heard this one over and over probably because i didn't get past it so <laughs> <laughs> a lot of mine are i feel, I feel like like first and second levels my yeah, choices dude. because i don't that, that seems as far as I usually get on a lot of stuff sometimes. Yeah, too. those are bad. I did gamers. play Sonic quite a bit. I, I, I beat that one. That was one. <laughs> Good stuff. And uh, my first track is going to be from Comic Zone. It's like a, a very Sega sounding soundtrack. And as you guys were just saying, uh, I had a, a similar situation with this game where I would never really play it past the first level. So this is the only song that I knew like off the top of my head from it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I never, I never gave the, the game a fair chance, but, um, but yeah, it's got a, like a pretty cool style, a little bit of punk and a little bit of grunge. And, and uh, the composer's name is Howard Drossen. He's like a film composer has done films, has worked on pop music, especially in the late nineties, early two thousands. And um, yeah, I think this is just a, a cool song. Jam vibe to it, huh? Yeah. Classic punk rock. <laughs> Eddie better. It kind of had like that, uh, that, um, it's kind of the, um, smells like Teen Spirit, like Nirvana, yeah, yeah. I can see that. You know? I, uh, I really like that B section. I always love hearing, uh, the, like, per- like progressions, and especially in video game music, and, 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 Particularly in Sega or SNES, I don't know why it just sounds super cool to hear like stuff like that. I like that. Sounds cool. I, I never heard that before. I never even seen this game before. I just like yeah, it. I'm like, what the hell is that? It, it was always included in those uh, Sega's classic like collection. Ten and one. Thing. Yeah, and I'd never like played it when I was young, and I would play in these classic collections, and I didn't think it was a very good game. It had a lot of style, so. Yeah, I could see it being something that, you know that kind of sticks, and you just kind of let me remember that one. And you're like, I'm just gonna play it to like listen to the song and and die real quick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my next choice, this is kind of like a kind of a comparison actually to my other choice, really, um, kind of a compare compare and contrast kind of thing. Um, but it is uh, another deep cut from uh, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, for uh, that was on arcade and Super Nintendo in 1992, 91 on arcade. And uh, this is composed by uh, um, Matushiko Izumi. Is that how you say that? Um, and uh, is it Kozo Nakamura? Nakamura? About, yeah. I think that's about it. Um, and yeah, they, I was looking at some of their stuff and it's kind of interesting, like the um, uh, Nakaroma, he did uh, um, the Simpsons arcade game 
as well as like a lot of like dance dance revolution kind of stuff and it's kind of interesting just like um you know still like japanese composers making like these very american properties you know music Mm -hmm. for it i find that interesting and um yeah let's let's listen to this this one probably not too punk but i feel like it kind of captures a vibe Sewer surfing from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Four: Turtles in Time. <laughs> and uh, if you can like, <laughs> like uh, remember the box art and arcade art for this game, where it's like purple with like a huge um, like a time warp behind it with like there's like a, a pirate ships and t- and trains and and the turtles coming out on dinosaurs and and it kind of in them like and and one of them's riding like a board. It's like the most tubular '90s thing like ever. I feel like I'm just like you know, and uh, I've just like this sort of skate, skateboard, skate punk kind of thing that they're going for in this. It's almost like whoever made it like imagines, you know, what that is. I guess like skate punk or something. You know? <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. That's it's, a, it's, uh, yeah. Oh no, go ahead. I was saying because it's, it's the second level, you're surfing through the. Um, another this is the second one i have with someone on a board uh you start you know going through the sewer on a on a board and that's the whole like ow my toe yeah yeah Yeah, that always annoyed me so much (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but one thing i always like about these tracks um in the beginning of the levels is that always you hear like a turtle like say the name of the level so it's like or like the one before it it's like manhattan 3 a.m or big apple 3 a.m and that's that's stuck that's in my head more than the music really. it's just like those those little sound bites in there so dude yeah i will say this this was like one of my it's probably still like one of my favorite games to play like you know a co-op um and, and i think it was loved so much that at some point i want to say they did like a remaster of this game on like xbox or something like that mm. yeah, yeah pretty sure I, I can't confirm if it was good or not, but I was like, oh, wow, I'm kind of, I was, like, kind of stoked. But, yeah, I mean, there, there was a lot of, like, frustrating parts about that game. Um, just, like, why am I getting hit? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, not, not, I'm not even close. I'm getting murked, and it's just, like, annoying. But, like, there was also, like, so many cool, fun things about it. And it's cool to also have the, the soundtrack called out because it is really fun. Um, and they're all, for me, memorable. Like, you know, Big Apple 3. Not all of them, but maybe the later ones when I die. I don't get yeah. to the later stages. Yeah, like I said, like, these le- these first three levels, you remember this. Yeah, Alley before. Cat Blues, Big Apple, <laughs> and Tour Surfing, dude. Like, And I know all three of those tracks, and they're great. Um, so it's it's real nice to get those called out. Also, it sounds very Konami, um, which I'm pretty sure this is a Konami game. Yeah, so Izumi and, and Nakamura are like big konami composers historically um and i couldn't remember if this game was a konami game or not like and I, I, for the past couple minutes i was trying to like picture the art as you were like describing it too um like do i remember the konami logo there? i'm pretty sure you're right yeah 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 i mean i think they just have very sim like uh they use a lot of the same sounds i don't know how to, how to explain it but like sunset riders i hear like the same like sounds uh like i don't know what what they use but whatever um it sounds familiar to me and um shout out to konami like especially in like the mid 90s had like konami and capcom they had a lot of they they did so well with giving us great like local co-op or couch (laughs) co-op whatever you call it because there's so many good games (laughs) from it (laughs) i think for for games and for soundtracks konami and capcom are, are Probably my two all-time favorite companies. Although, I mean, I, it's hard not to put Nintendo in there. But. 
All right. Well, my my second pick. Um, originally I had a a track from Sonic Adventure Two chosen, but oh, really? I decided to switch it up for the sake of uh, variety. So <laughs> instead, I'll be playing a track from Sonic Heroes, and this is this is another track uh, composed by June Senaway. I'm gonna be playing Egg Fleet from Sonic Heroes. Here it is. Sonic Heroes, music composed by June Senoy. Uh, again, he plays guitar on this track as well. That's right. Incredible. That goes hard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that like? <laughs> like <laughs> that weird sound going on, whatever. It's like squishes or something. There, there's some some strange synth work going on, sort of in yeah. the in the ether of this track. I feel. Like. I think that's what makes. I mean, that's. If anything, it makes it cooler. Like there's, yeah. there's a, it makes it stand out from just normal, whatever, punk rock or whatever. But it uh, takes you back to a game, you know, like well, this is a video game, you know. Yeah, that's a good point, <laughs> you know. Just like a little twinkle of it in there. I love that little. I don't know if you'd call it a trade or whatever, but yeah, what you were just talking about, Ryan, that part, <laughs> that part's so sick, dude. The bass had had to kill it right there, real quick. That was cool. All right, Ellis, that was a great track. Also, yeah. thank you, Ellis, for helping me tonight uh, when I ran out of steam because I listened to several hours of music and I just didn't fall in love with anything. <laughs> I'm sorry to put you in that. Give you some so much work. <sighs> no, I mean I was just like kind of listening as I, you know, but the. It's not, I don't know. Again, it's not probably, it's probably, it's definitely not because the music's bad, but it's just like, what is, what speaks to me? And, you know, for this, mm -hmm. I think this topic or this theme is tied to nostalgia for me. So, um, yeah. with that said, um, Ellis put me on Dangerous Seed. Um, he, uh, he introduced this track to me a little bit earlier today, and I was just like, yeah, this one, it's, this rocks. Um, so there are a there are several composers. Uh, I'm not going to list them all, but they all are uh, involved with the Dangerous Seed uh, soundtrack. And this uh, track is called Stage Two Boss Strike Ants. <laughs>
That is stage two boss strike amps from Dangerous Seed. <laughs> Super short track. Uh, the whole loop is just about 20 seconds. But um, just great sounding Genesis music or Mega Drive music, I guess. Because this didn't come out in America, at least as far as I know. Um, yeah, I, I love the way this is implemented on Genesis. And I gotta say, Comic Zone just can't keep up with this. Dangerous Seed is way too good. <laughs> I was just thinking, um, and, and I was just looking through uh, game soundtracks and trying to pick one, especially going back to um, Genesis. For some reason, I was, I was thinking Genesis a lot with this theme. Well, Genesis was like the more hardcore than Nintendo, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's like the um, metal and and like punk, like something around that like vague area, not specifically one or the other, is like great music for, um, or a great mood for like boss fights and things like that. Because mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of games in a level, you don't want to be pressed for, for time. You don't want, you want to be like compelled, but you want it to be like something a little laid back, you know, a little maybe funkier. Um, but yeah, it's a sense of urgency that, that the kind of like punk and metal has always had. And I'm thinking even going back to like Castlevania, some of the boss soundtracks, um, a lot of shmups and things like that. But uh, yeah, I'm just now kind of thinking about uh, how, how great this mood fits a, you know, a, a boss situation. <laughs> Well, you guys have to do like best boss track someday or something like that. Ooh, <laughs> not a bad idea, man. I already got a couple in my brain right now. But I think, uh, yeah, no, you're you're right. And I mean, this, this was a shmup, and I feel like that you know ties well to shmups and 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 boss battles. But I feel like you know those shooters like Mega Man and stuff like that. Um, Mega Man X in particular for me. Um, just real rocking and I don't know you do have that sense of urgency of wanting to like kill stuff <laughs> and get to, and and you know clear levels you know quickly and stuff like that while trying to stay alive so yeah. I think uh yeah no I, I I agree with what you're saying there right yeah that really that really makes sense like putting you on just, just like getting you nervous almost yeah you know, to like fail it's like trying to make you fail like that's another <laughs> obstacle in the game for the boss like, that's uh, a really interesting take yeah no yeah. and you articulated it, articulated it better than you know what i was trying to say there so <laughs> like that's a really um yeah because like the the sonic adventure one that's during when the truck's chasing it's like the boss in a way i guess quote unquote yeah um, yeah this is this is cool i never heard this game but i'm looking at the cover art right now and it's pretty cool so my i have one next and um I'll have to talk a little bit about this pick before I play it um, for a few reasons. One, because uh, I've been wanting to pick a song from this game for a very long time because this is a soundtrack that I think is incredible. And it's one of those soundtracks where not every song in particular is amazing, but the the feel of it. It's like an enormous soundtrack that uses lots of really weird sounds and different sounds, and it fits like this extremely eclectic game really well. Um, so anyway, the, the song that I picked is probably not my favorite track from it. In fact, I, it's not one that even popped in my head when I was thinking of this, or to use this game for this theme, but as I was going through the soundtrack, um, I was like, oh, this one actually reminds me of listening to punk when I was young, like the the kind of punk that I was probably into, which was you know, uh, aggressive, but not angry, uh, yeah. and like a little melodic, you know, and just kind of fun to listen to suburban kid punk. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, listening to the soundtrack, I was like, yeah, this is, this kind of fits my, my idea of punk when I was young, I guess. Um, and, uh, also this is a game that was produced by Akira Yamaoka, who is when I, when I think of rock music and games, he's the first person I think of like, uh, rock ambient, like industrial, th- those sorts of sounds. Akira Yamaoka has, I think, always been really, really good at that. He's the Silent Hill composer um, and also has worked with Suda51, which is the studio, did Shadows of the Damned, which I just replayed like a couple weeks ago. So it was fresh in my mind also. So all these all these things kind of came at the right moment when, when Ryan mentioned this thing for me at least. Um, so this song was actually written 
by a Japanese band called Neutrino, and they did a few tracks for this game. Um, I'm not sure what role Akira Yamoka had in this track. Probably didn't do anything on this other than produce it, but uh, still got to shout him out. Anyway, this is from No More Heroes 2, Desperate Struggle. This is Surf, Santa, Destroy. Yeah, it's just got kind of like a, it feels like, um, like punk to me. Like I said, the punk that I like. The very, very garage, I feel like, kind of. Too. Yeah, and it's just maybe like the sounds of the drums and the guitar. Like it just sounds like a real, you know, I guess it is a real band playing, obviously, but, but you know what I mean. It's just got a real feel to it. And it, this game, if you guys get a chance, just pick out uh, some songs, um, listen to the soundtrack, and just see how much cool stuff is on there. Uh, they, the uh, series is, like I said, by Suda51 or Goichi Suda, who's like calls himself like a punk rock video game developer, <laughs> and uh, he made this song, or he like named it after the um, what's that band, Stranglers, I think they're called. I hope I'm getting that right. Uh, a punk band um, that had a song called No More Heroes, and that's where mm. he got it from. So the, the whole game is supposed to be like a punk feel to him, I guess. Ooh. Wow. <clears throat> I would say I, I love the uh, how dirty the guitar sounds. I just love that. Oh, uh, I I, uh, I don't mess around and you know with that much like you know I don't know what it is gain or distortion or whatever. Um, but you know now like listening to this, I'm like, man, why haven't I done that, dude? Why haven't I just played music like this? <laughs> why haven't I been in a punk band? You know? This sounds like the only kind of music I can make right now. Possess a track. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Get out to the uh, the boss metal zone distortion pedal. <laughs> metal zone for life. Shout out to metal zone. <laughs> yeah, I'm always I still that's a series I missed too. Like for some reason I didn't, I remember when the first one came out and I was like excited and I never got to play it. Like, no more heroes. Yeah. And there's a new one coming out, but that's interesting. You're talking about like the sort of. Um, Almost like with the the name of the the this thing is named after a song from a band and stuff. It's kind of reminds me of um, my next choice a little bit too. But um, yeah, that's cool. Good stuff, man. Yeah, it makes me. I, I can see that like playing really well with the game, like when you're in it type of mm -hmm. thing. So, with yeah. no more heroes. Well, this one is kind of an interesting one, and I, I kind of wanted to throw it at you guys to see like what your feelings are on something like this. So this is like, um, it, 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 this is blasphemy for you guys, really. Um, of like, it's a band, like a recent band, try, basically for a retro game, making like a retro sounding track kind of thing. Um, and, but I have like, I guess, but what I think it, it's doing that, it's, it's going for that Turtles in Time vibe. But it's uh, to me, it's expanding it to sounding like a modern pop punk song, in my opinion. Um, which is the choices. What I have here is uh, the Scott Pilgrim versus the World of game that was on Xbox 360 and PS4 in 2010 um, by Anna Managuchi, 
who I was actually introduced to by Matt. I remember in his car and playing one of their old <laughs> CDs kind of or old tracks on his phone. And I was like, what the hell is that? And then you're like, oh, it's this band kind of doing this chip tune thing. And it had like a like singer on it and stuff. And it was like wild. Like it went into crazy places. And, um, and so when they heard they're connected with this uh, game, it really made, it was exciting. So uh, let's hear it. I have a lot more to say about it, but uh, it's um, another winter by Anna Monaguchi and the, um, the guys in the band. I'm not sure exactly who wrote it, but, it's it's listed as the band so peter berkman james devito luke Silius, i think and uh ari uh warner were their names so Gucci for Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the game. Um, so yeah, uh, it was kind of a crazy thing. I mean, I didn't play this game too much. Um, I remember having on a 360 at the time, um, but didn't really, and I, I, and I liked it. And I didn't really think of too much of it, of it though, but it was recently for the 10th anniversary, which was last year, it was re-released um, on a lot of the, con- the modern consoles because it wasn't available prior. But um, uh, to me, it's like, I feel like for a lot of like the, I think it's, we're in like third or fourth wave emo pop punk, I think, for, or something like that. And it's almost like what they're pulling off with this in a weird way. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like and, it, and it's not the beginning of the song. It's the second part of the song when it kind of like breaks down a little bit. Um, there's almost like a, a dueling vocals happening, I feel like. There's this like, I almost like feel like you can hear like Mark Hoppus or something being like, it's another winter, like in the background or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it's just wild though. Cause I feel like a, like a tie in, I mean, there's tie into like the comic as well as the movie at the same time. Could have been like a throwaway, you know, but like getting this band that's kind of known for this sort of chiptune thing um, for a, a a, a movie and a comic that's so drenched in video games and uh, comics and like the culture of that kind of garage punk pop thing um, is just like a really interesting idea for Ubisoft to kind of do I feel like like it could have just been you know some guy <laughs> so I think it's cool I don't know when what Ray told me that the topic of this episode was punk rock um, I picked out three <laughs> tracks one of which yeah. was from Sonic Adventure 2, and one of which was Another Winter from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World oh, game. So, <laughs> yeah, we were definitely on the same page with this one. Cool. And this is such an incredible piece of music. It is. And that, that part where it kind of just, like, takes off is really something, I think. And it's taking, like, this kind of sewer surfing kind of thing and just, like, taking it to another level, but keeping it feeling like it's an old game, which is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, Otto Monoguchi does the retro thing perfectly to a T because they okay their their shtick is that they play along as a band with an NES and that is a shtick but they do it with such like emotional um like purpose and with with such great like songwriting and such great musicianship that it it totally sells it it doesn't come across as like wacky novelty you know which it so easily could 
Especially for like a movie that didn't do well, like the movie bombed at the box office, and um, and I think that's one of the reasons why the game wasn't available for eight years, basically, because there was no reason for them to put it out until the movie has like gained like a popularity um, uh, over the years of just like you know, where people yeah, are like, oh, classic. Like, kind of, but I I mean I thought it was like the best thing ever, like when when I saw it, and I was kind of like uh, I was like this is like they made a movie I would like a movie I wish I made or something like that. <laughs> um, where there's like in the soundtrack there's like references to like uh, the fairy fountain and Zelda there's like all kinds of stuff going on and like little sound effects and this song kind of has that all built in too um, just a lot of interesting stuff but it's also this is a fun track I put on to listen to and I don't do that too often with video game music unless it's like chill stuff yeah or like uh, like one of my other ideas for the show is sort of like what if like I want like more stuff that's reaching for like a retro like newer stuff like this would have probably been on there too yeah you know? but like i was thinking like the um hotline miami soundtrack or something like that oh that's yeah. great like yeah. kind of like uh that's kind of stuff i listen to more often video game wise and uh, maybe i'm just looking for that retro nostalgia thing it's big right now with indie games you know yeah like the of zero and uh into the gungeon or two that i picked recently that have that <laughs> same kind of <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i was what Ryan and Ellis both just said were things that were kind of on my mind um, or just a little bit ago. Like My history with this game is basically just this song and that's it. Uh, I saw that it was getting re-released for the 10th anniversary. Uh, I, think, I can't remember if it was like limited run game, limited run yeah, game, but-, but I was like, oh, was that a good game? I don't know. Maybe I should pick it up. But um, yeah, I, what Ellis was describing and the, the way that Anamanaguchi performs, it was like the word that I was thinking uh, was like, um, which is what I what I described Toby Fox as when we, I was talking about Undertale, is like just this kind of like exuding confidence, like the they they go for things without any hesitation. It seems like in the songwriting and in the performance, where it's just like if it wasn't 100 percent there, then it, it it might not land at all, and it would just be a shame. But Anamanaguchi is just like it's just incredible songwriters, I think. Yeah, and there's no room for error when you're programming your song into an NES and then playing along with it live on stage. <laughs> like, if, if it's not 100%, it's not going to work. Yeah. And to their credit, it always works. So, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know anyone who doesn't like Anamanaguchi. They're, they're so likable. They, they haven't really done any other games, right? Or have they? Or you guys? I haven't looked it up. Really? I don't think so. so. It's just kind of a thing, because like, in the movie... Um, Edgar Wright, uh, a lot of the fake bands in there are actually like, there's like Beck made a lot of the music, or mm-hmm. Broken Social Scene did a few songs, and it's sort of like this, like, kind of like this interesting thing of just like, you know, they're making music that they don't quite usually make, and um, and I feel like they kind of are somehow taking that in a little bit. Like, I don't know. There's some, it's just cool. Like, there's everything about like this, that whole 2010 of, these guys had something going on real cool i think and so almost like that a band that that uh plays along with an nes sounds this as 2010 as this does <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well i want to thank our friend ryan caldwell for uh coming on the show and, and picking awesome tunes and talking about them with us and and giving us a little bit of his you know unique point of view on some of these games it's fun to have you know some some different perspectives some guests coming from different places so far we've had you and eric and it's been really fun yeah. to have it was, uh, yeah. it was mostly when he got on i just was like i'm gonna have to get on somehow yeah like, <laughs> if he's gonna be on i'm gonna get on somehow so um it was fun yeah before i send it off um ryan do you want to uh talk about anything that you're doing right now any podcasts hmm. or anything like that well um a couple little things um I do do a couple uh, podcasts. Uh, one of them is called, um, well, I do it with my buddy David and uh, Mike, and it's called uh, Apocalypse Video. Um, it's sort of a movie podcast, but we kind of uh, um, act as if we're the last video store on earth. So as a kind of a meta thing, it's goofy. It's, um, I don't know if any, you know, if we're <laughs> people like it, we'll see. But it's fun. It's like a that uh, you can find that apocalypse video um, podcast. Um, 
And then um, the other one I have going on that's pretty regularly, we're trying to do at least two a month, is uh, um, called It's On Like Decom, which is a Disney Channel original movie podcast I do with my uh, buddy Madeline. And uh, it's stupid. We mostly talk about QAnon the whole time, you know? <laughs> Not sure how they correlate, but okay. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, not not positively. I know, then... I know. But I'm just like, how do you make that connection? Like, the seven well, degrees of separations are where. Well, it's just like decom anon is kind of the idea. I think I don't know. Uh, we're just we're starting our own over there. Um, but something that's kind of referential, I guess, to this episode is uh, there's a lot of old episodes of um, a podcast I would do with my buddy Michael called um, Take Off Your Pants and Podcast, which is a Blink 182 podcast. And uh, there's about 50 episodes or so out there. Um, we don't quite do it too often anymore, but we might go every once in a while. We'll do like a series of like four episodes, but cool. uh, um, so it's kind of like a little bit defunct, but it's, it's still around out there. You can still find it. 182 podcast.com. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Ryan, for being here today. And uh, the uh, song that we're going to send you off with is Starlight Zone performed by us, Virginia on the Rocks. Hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye. Cool.